We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following the journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the Podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 240. I am your host, Nate, as always. Hope everybody is having a fantastic morning as we are four short days away from the endgame. The next time you hear Journey Into Comics after today, the movie will be out. Avoid spoilers. We're going to get into that at some point in this afternoon. First, got to recount my crazy past week. You guys know how I typically like to break it down for you guys, give you a little bit of the real life. Also, a nice way to chronicle my life so I don't ever forget. So, this weekend, on Friday, was my 32nd birthday. And let me tell you, from Friday to Sunday, I have had a nonstop whirlwind of a week. It has been crazy across the board. So there are some things that we're going to talk about that were like gifts that I got that were really cool. They're all nerdy related, so I think this is just a good place to bring them up. So uh, Sarah got me, it was fucking cool as fuck, man. I've been wanting this uh, Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4 since it came out, and I just didn't pull the trigger and you know, got to doing other things, bought Red Dead, and fucking, you know, just, just, I don't, ah, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't certain that that was the best choice at the time, but I really wanted Spider-Man, and I was like, fuck, I'm gonna wait, Sarah got it for me for my birthday, as well as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on Blu-ray, so a very Spidey-centric birthday from Sarah, which was fucking amazing, I guess she got like a hell of a deal, Best Buy had some sale going on, and she couldn't pass it up, and I was like, fuck yes, this is great. So uh, I will say that some of this show we're going to spend talking about that Spider-Man game. Now is not the time. Though I want to get through the weekend, everything else that happened, then we'll nerd out about the game itself because I've played a lot of it. <laughs> and and that's a part of the story. So uh, we, you know, on Friday we drove down to Lowell to visit and, and pick up Veronica for our weekend. And, you know, we, uh, V's like, hey, by the way, the Shopco down the street is closing. It's only got four days left. So we should fucking go. And I was like, oh, that's actually awesome. Yeah, because they're going to have crazy discounts on stuff, like 80 to 90% off on things and whatnot. You know, sometimes stores get picked through, but sometimes people miss stuff, you know, and sometimes people are still hesitant to spend money even when it's, a really crazy discount. So we went in there, you know, and on my birthday, it's Friday, you know, I'm just like, literally my whole MO on Friday was just roll with the punches. 
I'm 32 now, and I want to just understand and, and realize that I'm always on time. No matter how quote-unquote late to something I am or how behind I'm quote-unquote running, for some reason in the universe, we are always on time. So I say that to shortly backtrack a few weeks ago. Sarah and I got in this really weird situation where she broke the carafe that she uses to make coffee, and it's like the one thing that is like a treasured possession for her because she really really loves and needs coffee. It's not like a thing like some people like use that as their like identity. It's not Sarah's identity by any stretch of the imaginations. It's just who she is. If she doesn't have coffee, she's not a happy person, right? So her carafe breaks and it crushes her and she's very upset. And I console her, but I also had to go to Hoopston to see my pops. So like, and I might've already told this story a little bit, but like her carafe breaking might have saved my life because as I was driving down, I was probably like 15 minutes or 20 minutes behind a really, really, really terrible accident that took up like, there were like six squad cars and four ambulances and two fire trucks. And I'm like, I like if I'm 10 minutes or 15 minutes, who knows how many minutes I might've been a part of that. And I start to realize that I need to just be like going with the flow more. So 32 is a new me. I'm going to just roll with the punches. If we're running behind for something, just the way it's meant to be. Can't get frustrated about it and let myself get worked up. Because sometimes when things are going that way, my stress levels build. And I get really aggressive about stuff. And I don't mean to. It's not like I'm trying to be mean at people. I just get flustered because I want to just be where we're meant to be and not have the stress of not being there on my shoulders. So uh, Friday, like I said, we're just cruising around the shop co. And we're just like moseying along. And I'm just like looking at shit. And I run into their video game section, and they actually have some games left. And they have some games left that, shockingly, uh, are games I want. There's actually still a game there that I might go back on Monday and see if I can get it for even cheaper, just because of how much I want this game. So they didn't have a huge selection. It's not like they had every game in the world. And, and even still, initially when I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know. And, and let me also clarify... I'm looking for Xbox One games because I don't have any Xbox One games yet and I want to start using that system as a gaming system and not just a Netflix machine, which is kind of really what it's been since we got it uh, from David Lee, uh, who was, you know, giving some stuff away when he was moving, you know? So we get into the shop co and I'm looking at the games and I see they've got Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now, I had bought Star Wars Battlefront 1 wanting it to be a single-player experience and have a fun story. I bought into that idea. I should have done more research. Stupid me. It didn't have that. So this game, Battlefront 2, allegedly has a single-player campaign. That's the reason I wanted this game, because they rectified the situation. EA and DICE were like, fuck, we messed up. So I see it on the shelf. $60 price tag, and I just went, $60 minus, that's probably gonna be like 20 bucks, not bad, cool, 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 so I gra I get a copy, and I walk up to the register, because I just want to find out, like, where we are, and spending this money, so I have him scan it, and he goes, this is nine dollars, and I'm like, fucking sold, grabbed it, took it right out of the dude's hand, and walked, and just kept looking at stuff, walked around a bit longer, saw some, you know, some clothes, or whatever, nothing, anything that I'm just gonna go crazy about, or whatever, but I ended up going to where there were actually CDs, compact discs, if you will, sitting in a hidden area in this store. No one had touched them. 
I'm looking through. And I didn't find a whole lot. I didn't find a lot of stuff that I'm really into. It is Lowell, Indiana, so there's a lot of country music selection. However, I found the only copy of the most recent Avenged Sevenfold. Well, maybe the not most recent, but their last album, The Stage. I never bought it, never listened to it. So this is my first listening to one of my favorite bands that I used to really genuinely be obsessed with uh, that I haven't listened to in a few years. And this is me hopefully rediscovering and liking their music again. Also found the sixth bullet for my Valentine album, Gravity, which I can't wait to check out. Again, these, listen, they're $14 CDs. They were two bucks after the discount. So I'm like, two, four, six, three CDs. Yeah, I'm doing it. So the third CD I picked was the Black Panther soundtrack, which they only had one in stock. I took it. Bam, wow. They had three copies of the bullet for my Valentine album, but they were all beat to shit as far as the cases. They were all crunched and had the cases were cracked or had shatter points or whatever. So I was like, fuck that. I don't want to have some stupid shit like that go down. Not a fan. Uh, picked the nicest case for the bullet for my Valentine one. I think we walked down. We like we bought like $290 worth of stuff for 33 bucks or some shit like that. It was crazy. It was the fucking craziest thing I've ever been a part of. I was like, whoa. Um, but they also had Gears of War 4 on Xbox One. And that's the other game I'm, I'm thinking um, tomorrow before they close for good. I'm going to go back and sneak and get it so I can at least have two games on my Xbox One and be able to play some stuff, you know, and get into it. And I used to love the Gear series. So uh, so that was, uh, that, that was that part of Friday. We left Shopco. We went home. We got pizza because we fucking love pizza. House pizza for my birthday it was fantastic. We hung out and watched Game of Thrones, Episode 8, Season 1. You're not going to hear any spoilers from me, but I am going to set some records straight. Been seeing a lot of hate online, people saying... Game of Thrones episode 8 was weak, man. It didn't fucking deliver. It wasn't that good. That was one of the best episodes of fucking Game of Thrones I personally have ever seen. It gave you reunions that have been... Like, it literally, the episode should have just been called Reunion. Because you had all these characters who haven't seen each other in seasons. Literally seasons. Some of them since season 1. Some of them back in season 3 or 2 or whatever. Many seasons have gone by since they've last seen each other. And there and some people don't know the other person's alive or don't know doesn't know the, the situations that they've been through. And so it's this huge discovery process and and then also having to go, there's also only fucking five episodes left. We have a lot of story to tell. Let's cram it in as quickly as we can and give you guys as much as we could. And you know what? I thought it was great, man. The girls agreed it was probably one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones we've seen. Fan service across the board. It gave you scope of what they're trying to do, scale of what the plan is, a target for the future. Like, they did everything. I mean, they set up deceptions that you would expect from certain characters. All in all, I loved it. So, we, I think we just, like, kind of hung out the rest of Friday. I edited some podcasts and whatnot, and um, played a little bit more Spider-Man, because I spent my entire Thursday playing the Spider-Man game, mind you, because I got it on, I got the Spidey, uh, Sarah picked it up and gave it to me early, because it was, you know, like, here's a surprise, you're gonna have a fun fucking birthday, I want you to get into playing this, so you don't use your whole birthday weekend only doing this, and not spending time with us, and I was like, I got you, I got you, so Thursday, I literally binged the Spider-Man game, and I am currently 53% complete, I have completed all the Black Cat missions, I have completed all all the research stations, I have completed uh, every thug crime that's happened, all the low-level thug crimes. I've defeated all the main uh, Fisk 
boss territories. I've defeated all of the uh, demon hideout areas. Like, I've just been knocking it out, man. And I, I play games very different than some people. I don't do, like, okay. Some people, when they play a game, they go to the mission first and then start to collect side missions so then that when they're ready to, like, take a break from the main mission, they can do a bunch of stuff. I'm not like that. I actually prefer to, as I go do things on my way to things and then keep working my way to other things. So it's essentially, as soon as we see the fucking, as soon as I see the uh, the ping come up that there's a thing and I'm near it, I do it. And if another thing pops up when I'm ne next to that thing, then I keep doing it. And I just keep working the map that way. The crazy thing about this Spider-Man game that I've yet to even mention is it's a scale replica of New York City. Like, they did it. It is New York City complete. All the buildings, full size. You're swinging through the streets. All the real streets are there, you know. And it is very immersive. This is the first, you know, it's funny. If you go back to Nerds of the Round Table, I think that was episode 20 of Journey into Comics, way the fuck back, 220 episodes ago. And if you go back and listen, I talked about one thing I would love more than anything would be an amazing Spider-Man game by the people who did Batman Arkham, or a game that played like that. They did it. They have succeeded. That is exactly what the Spider-Man game is. And let me tell you something. Here's another thing. If you're like a quasi-fan of Spider-Man, the game is probably going to just be good. But being that I am literally obsessed with this character, I know all the first appearances on every character that's ever debuted in the Amazing Spider-Man series, and I know the lineage and the history of the character, and I've seen all the different movies and variations and cartoons and, and stories across the board. You know, this is ultimate fan service there are moments in this thing that are so tiny and microscopic to some but me being massive spider-man fan i'm like holy shit that is the coolest fucking easter egg can't believe they threw it in there that's genius let me tell you something else man and this is you know i think spider-man came out like early last year like june or something um but it was before stan had passed and obviously i haven't played this game and you guys know I talked about the uh, Into the Spider-Verse breaking me because Stanley's cameo literally in that broke me. But yet again, uh, Stanley's cameo in this game broke me. And it was not, it was more because of how I wasn't expecting him to be in the game like that. Like I thought, oh, maybe he'll be like a, a guy you have to save in, an, in a level or something, you know, like stay, save Stan or something funny like that. He's just a super background character that Easter eggs in, but he, it's in such a moment, man, that I just, like, I lost it. I could not control my emotions. It was very, very powerful to me just to, like I said, man, this guy has shaped my life in a lot of ways, and this show wouldn't exist without Stan Lee and Steve Kirby, or uh, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby. It got those tangled up there. John Romita, those guys, you know, um, Delgado, fucking Joe Quesada. So many names, Jim. I mean, there's there's so many different people that have worked on Spider Man. It's insane. So it's like without those guys that really Stan and and Kirby and Ditko, the big three, building the pillars that created the legacy that is Spider Man. 
this game just does it right. It's ultimate fan service. It makes you feel like Spider-Man because while you're doing stuff, like I would be sometimes heading to a mission. And as I'm heading to a mission, an actual random crime breaks out in the game. And I've got to be like, okay, well, I got to put that on hold for a second. I'm actually going to go focus on these people and make sure they're cool. Cool. And then like, you'll also be at dinner with certain people and all of a sudden have to leave in a rush. And the way they do it is clever. And all the little things they do, how the web swinging works, how the fight mechanic works, it's it's fucking amazing. It's it's an amazing game if you have the PlayStation 4, if you have the time and the temperament to play an open world Spider-Man game with lots and lots and lots of different characters from his history and his different rogues villains and also just characters in general because they don't just pull all the villains out and say, here's all your villains, enjoy. I mean, there's other special appearances. I don't even want to spoil it. There are so many cool things they did and decided to do i felt so happy playing you know what i think this has become my new mo and i'm just going to keep it real i like playing games after they've come out like and uh, some time has passed i real i've realized that you know sometimes once in a while i want to be on that hype train and get it day one and fucking be a part of that fucking energy and whatnot but like this was really cool because now i'm at a point where i've avoided spoilers i've no i'm super naive to the story I have not watched gameplay of playthrough or anything like that. The only thing I saw really of this game was the few trailers they released and then like the E3 footage, which I played through that specific level. Uh, It's earlier on in the game, but it's really fucking cool. Also, the stealth mechanic is great. Like all in all, this game is a game. If you are a fan of Spider-Man, big or small, and I mean in big scale or small scale, you're going to like this game, but you're really going to love it if you're if you're a super nerd about Spidey and, and you know, are all in with that character, as it were. I'm going to stop babbling about that now. So back on to uh, Saturday. Saturday we woke up, chill little morning, didn't do a whole lot, relaxed for the most part, just tried to stay zen because we had a show. And it's April 20th, 420 is a holiday that is widely celebrated around my house and or and the, and the globe rather but uh you know so it's just a relaxing day it's just trying to stay with the right energy going into a show there's a lot of little factors when you're playing a show that are like sometimes I struggle with it you know I get this nervous energy before we get to a show mainly because I want to get there it has nothing to do with actually performing actually doing anything like that my my nerves and my anxiety always come from setting up the drums you know it's funny I always say the drums take the longest and it's like really 15 minutes it's not that long uh but the thing is for me I'm meticulous I got to make everything perfect so I'm like slow a little bit and sometimes I just can't get my ass in gear you know so it's sometimes I have to stage luckily for this show we got to go early we went at like three o'clock or four o'clock rather and set up our gear and did a quick sound test and said, okay, well, the PA is going to survive for this show. Like we're going to be able to play. Cool. Went home, relaxed a little bit more, decided that it was go time, took the shower, made our sets really quick and got to the show, uh, which luckily they hadn't started it when they said they were. Uh, One thing I've noticed up here is they say something starts at a time and they give it like 20 minutes or 30 minutes to let people really come in, and then they fucking, wow, you know, start the show. So improv comedy, uh, Beatniks Improv opened the show, and it was really funny, and they did a lot of different improv sketches, and just 
basic games and some people really clever, other people not so much. It was just that that's improv for you, you know, you got to roll with the punches, hot. So we watched that and then they finished and as soon as they finished, they like literally introduced us in an uproar. It was like they finished and said, "Thank you guys." And now, walk among us. And I was like, "Oh shit, we're playing right now?" Like I'm still in my fucking jeans, fool. Like I got to get over there. So get set up, get ourselves together, get on stage, and it's go time. The girls and I lock in, and it's literally, it's different. The energy tonight is different because I think we had kind of, and I don't mean to call people out or be shitty, but we kind of had an expectation this was going to be a disaster and not really a great performance or experience. Sometimes we feel really off. It just happens. It's in the air. You know, sometimes you're just like, I don't know. I don't feel this one. But even, you know, seeing the place calmed us down a lot. And then finally playing, and the crowd was wild. There was like, you know, maybe 25 or 30 people there. It wasn't huge. It was also in our hometown, so we understand that Northwest Indiana motherfuckers don't like being out. Also, it's the Christian holiday that people celebrate of Easter, so that's happening, and people are... I think Jesus had a twin. That's just my opinion. And he was like, fool, if I die... You show up in this cave, man, and freak people the fuck out. They'll never see it coming. And they didn't. Anyways, so we played, and it was great, and we get off stage. You know, the cool, the really cool thing about this show is we got off stage, and we didn't have to immediately tear down. We got off stage, and the improv guys were going to go again. They were closing the show, and I was like, all right, cool. That gives us time to, like, go outside, cool down, because it's hot as fuck on stage, you know, and boiling and the crowd's energy feeds our energy, so we get more hyper, and that just makes us more hot. It's it never ending, right? So we go outside, and we're taking a minute to just, like, take in the air. And one of Veronica's friends, who she knew through her voice teacher, had showed up to surprise her. She didn't know her, that this lady was coming or anything like that. So, like, they wanted to, like, talk afterwards, and this lady went to say hi to V and ducked under this rusty wooden or this rusty metal horse that was like a sculpture that somebody had made that was made out of rebar she gashed her fucking head dude it was crazy it was the craziest thing i've ever seen because she just like went under and she hit it for a second she's like oh that sucks and she didn't think anything of it and then she touched her head she's like oh i think i might be oh there's a lot of blood like oh shit you know and then we were all trying to figure out how to make sure she was cool so that was intense and we took care of it and uh then we tore down got home Went to sleep, and then here I am literally today. I woke up, took Vita Lowell, because it's Easter for her mom's side of the family. They're going to be doing some, or her dad's side of the family, rather, going to be doing some gathering thing, and uh, she wanted to take Ollie to that, so they're off doing that right now. I'm in the middle of recording this podcast, talking to you guys. That's literally caught up to my weekend, and now we're going to get into some news. We've hyped on Spider-Man. Also, I want to mention that Battlefield, or Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, was like a... 50 or 60 gig download game. It was fucking massive and it had a 26 gig update. So I still haven't played it because it was still updating and updating and updating and updating all through yesterday. So uh, now I'm going to have an opportunity probably during the day that this is released here on Monday to play it a little bit. If I decide to, I might go back to Spidey because it's fucking good, man. So we have some news. We're going to cover some stuff. We're going to watch a couple trailers to get ourselves out of here at the end of this episode. Uh, there's just a wide array of things. It covers a little Avengers, a little Spidey, a little Star Wars, a little Walking Dead, some DC stuff, 
something superhero related I've not yet seen that I want to be naive to and get my literally first reaction right here on the podcast so you guys can experience it because I don't know what it's about. We're going to start here, though, guys, because while we were doing all of that shit last week, we had Tyler on, which was an amazing episode. I have an awesome announcement featuring Tyler coming up very soon. Uh, you know, we did that episode and then, like, went about our business. And then the next day or the day after, all of a sudden the internet breaks, and I'm getting people telling me, like, stay offline. Don't go online. There are so many fucking spoilers that just somebody leaked a bunch of video of Endgame. It's like five minutes of the movie. And that doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, they've released a lot of footage, but it's a lot of stuff that is fan service surprises, things you didn't know were going to happen, some of which are massive spoilers, some of which are shocking and ruining the movie for people. So it's this big thing that like spread on the internet and like all sorts of different places are covering it and comic book was covering it. And I'm like, this is fucking wild. Like this is spread like wildfire, you know? So we got a response pretty quickly from the Russo bros. And here is the response. I'm going to read it to you guys. To the greatest fans in the world. This is it. This is the end. The end of an unprecedented narrative mosaic spanning 11 years and 11 franchises. For all of you who have been on this journey with us since the very beginning, sharing every high and low with your family, your friends, your classmates, your coworkers, investing so deeply in every character and storyline, laughing, cheering, shedding tears, giving so freely your thoughts and emotions and spirited dialogue theories, fan art, and fan fiction, please know that the two of us, along with everyone involved in Endgame, have worked tirelessly for the past three years with the sole intention of delivering a surprising and emotionally powerful conclusion to the Infinity Saga. Because so many of you have invested your time, your hearts, your souls into these stories, we're once again asking for your help. When you see Endgame in the coming weeks, please don't spoil it for others the same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Remember, Thanos still demands your silence. As always, good luck and happy viewing. The Russo Brothers. Hashtag don't spoil the end game. I think it's very well said. I think it's crazy that that happened. That stuff. I you know here's the truth. I avoided it. I avoided it like the fucking plague. Like I'll watch leaked trailers. Like oh there was a trailer that dropped a day early on accident in Japan that is go- is gonna drop tomorrow in America. It's a TV spot or whatever that actually happened last week. I, of course I'm gonna watch that. You know, but to me. The actual leaked footage scared me. I was like, oh shit, what if it's a major death? Or what if it's a major reveal that you didn't know was coming that's going to like change the shape of the movie? I want to be surprised. I don't want to be... I'm not one of those people, man. I don't like the knowledge. Like, I don't want to be cursed with knowledge going into that movie going, I know what's coming and no one else does and I can't wait to fucking get their reaction. Like, while that's kind of fun, sure. Like, it's a fun thing or whatever, fun concept. It's also, it's burdenous, man, because then you feel, if, if I feel like some people that took on the burden of knowing, and there, I mean, here's the thing too, there are people that are actually going online, Redditors and stuff, who don't care to see Endgame, but care enough about nerddom that they're taking a bullet and finding it and ensuring it gets taken down. They're like hunting it out actively to remove it from every source on the internet. That's dedication, man. We don't even like this movie, but we want you to have a good experience. Let's make sure you, you do. And I mean, here is 
it, you know it's going to be a good experience. I don't even want to hype that. I want to say that just with all facts. It's uh, Robert Downey Jr. had a really interesting thing to say in a recent interview he did with Upcoming. Uh, he had a pretty bold proclamation to start the show saying the last eight minutes of that movie are maybe the best eight minutes of the entire history of the whole run of them, the MCU, in a way because everyone's involved. I was so delighted. Everyone's involved, you say? Everyone. That's a big word, everyone. So all of our heroes of the MCU versus all the villains of the MCU? That would be crazy. Unexpected, unprecedented. Serta returning, fucking the Dark Elves returning, you know, uh, Ronan showing up. Fatalos and company or a different set of scroll showing up Ultron Loki in villain form like that's a bold proclamation if everyone everyone shows up I'm just saying I'm taking that to like the the most extreme so let's see man I can't wait to get to the end game like I said Thursday 6 p.m. we are in and it is on I mean we're gonna get there early on Thursday evening at like four probably just to ensure we can get a good spot get our tickets, get in line, and get it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually probably going to need to go up there and actually redeem my tickets early, get them printed, so I can make sure that everyone has their ticket just in case anything gets crazy. Because it might get a little bit crazy. It's going to be a wild night. People are going to be wiling out. There's going to be cosplaying going on. People are going to be excited. I mean, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. More Avengers Endgame stuff. Uh, coming up, you know, they actually, I want to bring this up. There's a new poster that got dropped and it is really cool because it's kind of similar to an original poster I got when the first Avengers movie came out. And this is just like similar, but different, I guess is the best way to say that. I don't know if it's the same artist. I didn't really do research in that regard. It just looks really cool. It's like stylized is the best way to say it. Very minimalistic in the strokes and there's not it's not, it's a lot of, it's very few shapes to make very many shapes, if that makes sense. Uh, also want to mention that the Russo bros are working on something massive that I'm fucking so excited for. The Russo brothers have confirmed that they are working on, or that they are getting ready to work on, or looking to work on, a documentary on Stanley. Holy shit. Talk about an epic thing to do because you can have the entire mcu come and talk about it you can have people who aren't in the mcu people who are from dc talk about it you can have it can span literally anyone willing to talk about the man stanley their history their experiences with him how he was you know getting to know this person even more than we did you know he was pretty much an open book in that regard you know he, he didn't really hide a lot in the public eye but uh, just, man, what a great thing to think about doing, just paying tribute with him. They said, we love Stan Lee and think it's, an incre- it's incredibly special that Endgame will be his final cameo. We, we are fascinated by the life of Stan Lee. Are we actually developing a little something that has to do with his work in the history of Marvel? But we are not ready to present it or talk about it yet. It's more of a documentary. So they, they've actually confirmed that it's at some point coming. They also confirmed that the final cameo is an Endgame, which is going to be crushing. Uh... There was another kind of spoiler. This, this, you know, I don't know how spoilery this is, and I don't know if you guys are going to want to hear it. So I'm going to be brief on this. In five minutes, 
if I'm still saying something about uh, character X, don't listen because this is a big spoiler. So in three, two, one, there has been a major spoiler confirmed through emojis as Twitter released like 40-something different emojis. It include, uh, it included a lot of different characters throughout the MCU, many characters, most characters of the MCU recently, but it seems like mostly the ones that are going to be featured in this movie. Notably, and most interesting to note, Mike and Korg both were emojis that were featured, so seemingly they made it out of the decimation. They've also made it off of the ship at the beginning of the movie in Infinity War. Also, also, though, this is the big spoiler for character X, as it is set that Red Skull is returning. The Stonekeeper returns. If you use hashtag Stonekeeper on Twitter, it'll actually pull up a little Red Skull emoji. And there's a lot of different ones, uh, Star-Lord and and all, all kinds of them. You go to Twitter and just start looking through Avenger. Well, you probably don't want to do that right now because you'll get spoiled. You don't want to look at in-game spoilers. You're going to get... And I would stay out of comment sections because people are just dropping them in random comment sections. Like, buildings are burning in France. People are commenting about in-game and spoilers in there just to fuck people, man. And that's awful. So what's next after the endgame? Well, we know that the next movie is going to be Spider-Man Far From Home, and we're going to get to see it a little bit sooner. So here's the deal. It's supposed to come out July 5th. That would make preview night July 4th. That's the 4th of July. That's a holiday. Holidays where nighttime they put off explosives so and fireworks. So do you debut a movie that night? Risk the box office on opening night being a little bit lower? Or do you just fucking move it like a gangster and say, we're just going to catch a bunch of extra days in this thing? That's what Marvel decided to do, as now Spider-Man Far From Home will be out July 2nd. Three days earlier on a Tuesday, we are getting the debut of Spider-Man Far From Home. And guess what, folks? That is confirmed by Kevin Feige to be the finale of the third phase of the MCU. He said, talking to Billy Billy, he confirmed, saying, it is the end of the third phase. You're the first person I've told that to. So Spider-Man is the end game, really. It's, I feel like Spider-Man's like going to be like a palate-cleansing epilogue. Like, okay, end game was one thing that was very intense. Here's some fun. Here's something different, a little bit lighter, if you will. Also, here's the next step, and here's what we're going to set up for the future, and new team-ups, and new appearances, and after-credit sequences are amazing because it gives the fans things they aren't expecting, especially now that we have no idea what is next in the MCU. Until Thursday, we don't know what the shape... The MCU as a whole right now is literally weebly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. It's just fluxing. So, I can't wait. I really, I genuinely cannot wait for Thursday to get here. I'm chomping at the bit, man. It's uh, I, I, it's going to be hard to not talk to my friends who, you know, and let me say that too, man. My friends are awesome. All the people that reached out to me on my birthday, all the people in the network that said happy birthday, man, it was fucking amazing. I need to shout out to someone special who I'm not necessarily going to name them because I don't want them to get embarrassed or something, but 
Like, I had one specific member of the network call me, and I missed their call because I suck. Uh, and I called them back, and they just were calling to wish me a very happy birthday and, and just said some very, very sweet, heartfelt, nice things that I really needed to hear that day. Uh, when, you know, you celebrate a birthday, a lot of times it comes with family, and I don't have a lot of that. I have my dad's side of the family and certain members of my mom's side of the family-ish, uh, and then obviously Sarah and Veronica's families are my families, you know, so as best I can, I, blood relatives anyways, are getting fewer and fewer and fewer, at least that I care to be around. So to have someone who is not bound by blood be the only person on my birthday that actually called me, the only person that called me on my birthday was very special. And that person probably doesn't realize how much they've impacted my life, but they really have for the best. And uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you. So now let's, let's actually, let's, you know, after that little quick sentimental moment, have a quick Poor 360 drink break. You guys can check out Poor 360 every Tuesday on the Journey Into Comics Network. You know the drill. It's right here. You just go to journeyintocomics.com, man. It's where you're going to get Poor 360. Right now is my drink break. Hope you guys enjoy it. Ooh, a freshie. That's a fresh Pepsi. A freshie. A frepsy. 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 Fepsy. Frepsy. I don't know. It's fucking delicious is what it is. So one more thing. You know, we are getting the end game. Here's something that's not ending. Star Wars is not ending. A lot of talk last week on the episode with Tyler. And Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed the rise of Skywalker isn't entirely an end. Meaning, this might be the end of the Skywalker saga. This might be the end of the Skywalker lineage and utilizing these old characters. But I don't think it's the end for Ray, Poe, Finn, unless they kill one of those major characters. I really think they're going to get a fresh secondary saga that is not going to feature any Skywalkers. Well, any any bloodline like Luke or Leia. I guess legacy characters would be the way the way to say that. So, who knows, man? I just Star Wars is in flux, and I'm excited for the future of that as well. We talked about it last week. Um, another thing that's really bitching. You guys, I'm behind on telling you guys about The Walking Dead because I've been a little bit behind on reading The Walking Dead, but I'm going to catch up really soon and do another big episode where we get down. And, you know, uh, issue 193 of The Walking Dead is coming out in a couple weeks or a couple months here. I think it's June, possibly. Or July. But Negan is coming back. He's been gone for like 20 issues, which is almost two years. We've not seen Negan in the comics. It's a lot of the reason why I kind of fell out reading the comics a little bit, because he was one of my absolutely favorite characters. And while I like Rick and the others, uh, without Negan, it just kind of slowed down a little bit and I, and I understand that they, you have to give the characters room to breathe and you need to do that sometimes so it's good to see him back that's all I'm saying I can't wait to catch up and read this and then tell you guys all about it uh I fucked that up in the order I don't know why because that was not supposed to happen until after this piece of news 
So we talked about Star Wars. We talked about Marvel. That means Disney. Disney just got X-Men. And it looks like New Mutants looks to be delayed yet again. New reports say it was pushed back yet again, been removed from its August release state for another undetermined date that would be the third time the film has been delayed since its original premiere date of april 2018 some people have said it's going to debut on hulu or disney plus or whatever it is but macy williams even even said who the who knows when the fuck that's going to come out hopefully this interview will make everyone hurry up a little bit you know so she doesn't even know how the movie's going that's crazy the movie's been filmed for like fucking three or four years ago it's not even going to hold up to what's current and, and, and in the... Mo- I mean, I don't know, man. It just sucks. It really does suck. Uh, you know, another thing that some people think sucks, in one fell swoop, millions of girls, women, rather, millions of women, ladies, as it were, were saddened and dried up like prunes because Jason Momoa shaved his beard off his legendary Cal Drogo into Aquaman epic beard of badassery. Epic beard of badassery is officially the episode title. Uh, he shaved it off. It's gone. It's all gone. Drogo no mo. Drogo no mo. He is a new man. And you know what's funny? Some people are like, oh no, he shaved his beard off. It's the fucking end of the world. And then some people are like, Damn, Jason Momoa, you killing it without a beard too, dude. Come on. Like, taking all the women, you fucking swagger hound. He just takes all the swagger and he hounds it. He just takes it all for himself. Motherfucker. Drogo no mo. So, yeah, man. Fucking love Jason Momoa. And I just wanted to share that he shaved off his famous beard. That's crazy, right? Another thing that got shaved off was... Dave Batista, who is no longer going to be a part of Suicide Squad, it looks like. And here's an interesting thing. The person replacing him is invisible. You won't be able to see him. Because allegedly, John Cena's name is being thrown into the hat to replace Batista for the Peacemaker role in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I tell you what, if James Gunn works with John Cena, John Cena is about to fucking get even more work. Because James Gunn will make him a even better actor, I guarantee you. I just, I guarantee. And then if James Gunn gets John Cena to do anything in Suicide Squad and maybe Peacemaker gets killed early, kind of like Slipknot did in the first Suicide Squad movie, like maybe it's possible John Cena makes his way into the MCU at some point and maybe at some point we see him in the Guardians movies or somewhere else. Maybe he would make a good Adam Warlock. Oh, that would be, I mean, he's, He's got the, ew, that actually might be perfect. Shit. He might be a little short, though. He might just be a pinch short for Adam Warlock, but I digress. And that could be another great. I also have said that John Cena would make a fantastic Ben Grimm as the thing. Uh, Multiple fan castings there abound. So Dave Batista out, John Cena in, possibly. We'll see. Uh, Got a couple trailers before we get out of here, folks. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. Here's an Amazon original for you. A new superhero trailer coming out. The show is called The Boys. And it is a Amazon original by Seth Rogen. We're going to hear it as soon as I press play. People love superheroes. Guy with an American cape. 
Black. If you knew half the shit they get up to. Oh, fuck. This is a... Fucking diabolical. Okay. The greatest superheroes. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. Huh? Hmm. Who's up for that? Where I come in. Carl Urban. So it's like a gruesome, realistic take on superheroes, premiering July 26th. Uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, the guys who did Superbad, as well as uh, Eric Kripke's television adaptation of Garth Enos's The Boys, which is Garth Enos's comic, uh, coming to Amazon Prime. It looks really, really fucked up and good, um, dirty, um, brutal, lots of violence and gore. I can't wait. I'm actually really excited. I hadn't seen that trailer yet, so that just like sparked me to go, fuck yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching that shit. We're going to talk about it right here on this podcast because that's a fucking wild looking show. All right, let's move on to the next thing as there's another Dark Phoenix trailer. It's the final X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer, and we're going to watch it here. I have not yet seen it. When I lose control, bad things happen. Okay. It feels good. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. In the Quinjet. Space missions now. Quicksilver. Cool. Space missions. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Okay. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean! Wow, in the trailer they just showed her getting the Phoenix Force. That's stupid. She should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Okay. Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. That power destroyed everything it ever came into contact with until you okay the x-men fear you so she's the voice of evil she'll kill us all the girl dies she's still our friend they're definitely making a a play at it being like the comics, kinda. Are you threatening me? That's right. That would be a bad idea. Holy shit. I mean, okay. 
interested. I might might go see that in theaters, okay? Possibly. It's possible. I may, in fact, go see that in theaters. Uh, they definitely seem to get the tone of the Dark Phoenix story and the end of the, I mean, spoiler alert in the comics, it's Cyclops who has to ultimately take take out Jean Grey, and it's very, very sad, and the, how they have to do it. Like, the whole thing, like, maybe they can get that and get that tone to get people to be jazzed about this, but I don't know. Uh, the first long-range box office tracking numbers are out for Dark Phoenix, and it's not looking good as the movie is on pace to gross somewhere between 40 and $55 million in its opening outing. Should the film end up on the lower scale of that, it'd be the lowest-grossing X-Men opening weekend of all time. In fact, it'd make upwards of $13 million less than James Manigold's The Wolverine, the film currently in the last spot on the list. So, you know, if that were to happen, uh, it doesn't matter. See, here's the thing. No one cares about this because it's not in the MCU and you're trying to give us a movie that we don't want. If you're going to give me X-Men, give it to me with the Avengers. If you're going to, you know, like, here's the deal. Maybe if there's some fucking convoluted fucking way they can tie that universe into this universe and then kill off that universe cleverly, in the end game, which they're not going to do, they're not going to be like, hey, let's dedicate some of this three hours to go bring in this Fox franchise we have to kill off real fast. They're not doing it. They're not going to do that. They're going to do the smart thing. Let this movie tank at the box office. Let it breathe. And as soon as it tanks, they'll announce, like, we're in production for ours. It's coming in two years. Be patient. 2021 or 2022, you're going to see an X-Men movie. And it's coming, man. I don't know when, but it's coming. Don't worry. So, folks, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey Into Comics. As always, you guys can check out the Journey Into Comics podcast on the Journey Into Comics network right here at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics network. Also, get these shows on our network, and this is why you're subscribing to one feed because you're going to get all these great badass shows in one place. You're getting Journey Into Comics Poor 360, Journey into Wrestling, Foodies Watching Movies, Very Soon, The Return of Adulting Ain't Easy, Podcastrophe, Kids for Sale, Crucial Tunes, The Voice of Survival, Gallif Radio, Brews with Dudes, and Dungeons with Dudes, as well as a couple new ones that we will be debuting later this year. Folks, you can also check out our Patreon at Journey into Comics, or at patreon.com backslash Journey into Comics. Sometimes I do that, I don't mean to. Give us a dollar for early access, exclusive content, five bucks will get you a sticker. And 10 bucks will get you a phone call with me and a little coaching. Talk about how podcasting, how you can get better at it, how you can do different things, how you can make your own podcast, teach you how to get the right gear you might need, or get a setup that works for you so you can have content coming out on the regular. I love doing it. I love helping people find this avenue to get their voices out there because podcasting truly is a place for the people. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Journey into Comics. 240 Drogo no mo. I have been Nate. As always, pop them caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later. <laughs>